Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. Welcome back, folks. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. The president should be back in the captain's chair tomorrow for Trivia Friday. I love Trivia Friday. I love I love uh, Fridays. I know I'm not alone in that, but tomorrow is Friday. I'm joined in studio by Fred Jackson and now Steve Jordahl. Yo! <laughs> yo, yo, right back at you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so what have you been up to, Steve? You, I, you, you've been gone a couple of days? Yeah, yeah. So my wife, Heather, and I decided to go up to Nashville, and we went to the Dove Awards. Oh, I, very i got to nice. make sure I see that right. Dove, D-O-V-E, because two people thought I said Devil Awards <laughs> for some reason. We did not go there. I don't even know if there's a thing, but we went to the Dove Awards. The it's, Devil is not getting any awards. No. From, from not our, from us. Our, not from us. Anyway, this was uh, Contemporary Christian Music uh, Awards. It's the same thing as the Grammys for Christian Music. Yeah. And there were some great, great performances. So they great performed artists. some of their songs? They handed them? out the trophies. They performed some of the numbers. And... Um, Stephen Curtis Chapman did a greatest hits thing. Oh, I, I love, love Stephen I, Curtis. I, I do too. So that was fun. Yeah, um, good, good for you guys. Yeah, good, lots of great food in Nashville. Yes. Yeah, we went to a thing. Unless afterwards. you got stuck, you didn't get stuck like at some kind of uh, chicken cordon bleu uh, banquet or anything, did you? No, no, the- no, no, no. This was at Lipscomb University in their basketball. There was no food there. Yeah. Um, we had a subway sandwich on the way there because we yeah. were kind of running late. But afterwards, we went to a little restaurant uh, I can't remember the name of in um, in Nashville that and we had we shared some Brussels sprouts why <laughs> this was an appetizer <laughs> this is Brussels sprouts that were oh they were so good and uh, chicken wings now but, the chicken wings I'm, I'm all in this and Love they were really chicken, chicken wings were pretty spicy yeah. but anyway we're gonna probably do this every year she well we good. had a good time good I, I'm, I, I got to say, I was tracking with you till you went with the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> now, I will say this. My son and I, uh, my son Tony and I, on a couple of occasions, have gone up to Nashville, just he and I, to watch the Bruins, my hockey team, yeah. play the Nashville the Predators. Predators yeah. And we always get uh, something to eat in one of the nice little restaurants downtown yeah. where the arena is. And here's something that I did not know, that Nashville is kind of known for their macaroni and cheese. They have, Really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. The chicken, obviously, is a big yeah. thing, but they have some sort of macaroni and cheese there. I'd never heard that. It was just, ah, mean. Unbelievable. It was like macaroni and cheese with extra macaroni and cheese on top. I don't know. <laughs> it was used with macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it was just, I, and it just came in a small bowl, and if, if I wouldn't have embarrassed myself, I would have said, you know, like uh, Oliver Twist, remember? More, please, please, Mom. Could I have some more? <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Is it Bridgestone Arena this time? Bridgestone there? Arena. So yeah. that's the, where the Predators play. And it's right on the Broadway. It's right on downtown yeah. with all of the lights. I mean, you turn on that street and it looks like you're in Las Vegas uh, if it's at night. Um, there's a lot of good food there if you don't mind going into places that are called bars. I mean, these are big establishments with country music star's name kid rock has a place yeah. uh, and everything and kid they, rock the country music star kid it's, rock it's <laughs> like a sports bar so you know yeah. some people wouldn't want to go in because of just the name and there's there's alcohol that's being served there but yeah. it's a restaurant right. and the good food 
down there and, and everything. So I love going to Nashville. My favorite place in Nashville is B.B. King's Blues Bar. It's oh, a bar. All right. But, man, you go here, you can hear some good blues music there. Well, and you can get some great Brussels sprouts, and I'll tell you. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to move on, folks, because uh, I can talk food all day long. You can't tell by looking at me. But All right, Steve, what do we got story-wise? Let's just start here. Um, breaking news this morning, uh, she lasted some 40 days. Prime Minister Liz Truss of Great Britain has resigned. You may remember she was the conservative that was talking a lot like Trump and right. and uh, the breath of fresh air. Well, um, the uh, all of her finance, she, the first thing she attacked was the financial system that was like the taxes and everything and didn't go over so well. Uh, she was kind of tenuous to begin with because of the way that their parliament is set up and the parties and her support. She's out. I, 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 I've, I've read a couple of articles on this this morning. I still don't understand why she's out. Is, 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 uh, you know, my, I, I said to someone here in the hallway as I was walking back uh, to the studio after the break, it's not exactly like Margaret Thatcher, you know, the Iron Lady. Right. Uh, is, is this something where her own party wanted her out, uh, the, the conservative side of the aisle? Anybody know? Yeah, there are. Uh, principles within her own party uh, that didn't like the idea. She she was suggesting a uh, cut in taxes, right. but at the same time not cutting government programs. Uh, it's kind of hard to do that yeah. sometimes. You got to make up for the yeah. The so uh, uh, that that the uh, the money markets went crazy over that suggestion. Also, uh, she is suggesting opening up fracking uh, again. Uh, because they have a fuel crisis yeah. uh, in Britain, and so that didn't go over well with the. They have fracking in the uh, UK as yes. well. All right. She wanted to start that. Yeah. Uh, again, I believe it was. Anyway, so she just things that normally would be welcomed back several years ago uh, were not, and uh, she ran into opposition in her own party. So the Conservative Party, that, that's a capital C, Conservative Party there in Britain. It's the name of the party. Yes. Uh, they have to now come up with a new leader. And uh, she said, Trust said this morning when she made her announcement outside of 10 Downey that uh, she'll stay on for a few days until they get into that process where they pick a new leader. Yeah. I, I'm not going to pretend to say that I understand British politics. It was just kind of surprising because she's – Less than two months in office, and yeah. she's she's stepping down. They're not a two-party system over there. There's three or no. four parties, and there's a coalition. Uh, and if you're, it would be like if Senate is divided fifty-fifty with Kamala. It would be like if if uh, one of those Democrats decided to go independent or something. And and not only would it kind of throw the the um, the the committees and everything into turmoil, but they would in Britain they would have whole new elections. Right. For example. So nothing is really set in stone. It's kind of like uh, Canada where there are crazy uh, uh, Canada well, up there where where Fred was from. Well, most parliamentary <laughs> systems are multi-party, right? Yes. They're, in Canada, there are five or six parties that make up parliament. Uh, the most complicated of all is Israel. Okay. Uh, they They have a couple of dozen parties. And that's why the coalitions, that's why they're having another election in Israel in a couple of weeks. Uh, because the coalitions are so frail. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are some parties with four people in it. Yeah. And But they can be kingmakers. Yes. Because uh, those four votes 
can make up a make a big difference. They can make a big difference. So they'll put the throw those votes in with others. Uh, sometimes people in this country will say we need a third party, <laughs> and and I and I always say, listen, it, it's not as easy as as you think. You you may have a candidate who runs for president on a third party ticket. Yes, but even if he or she wins, now you have a Congress with two parties none of which are associated with you. Yes. So, you know, it, it, it complicates things unless you can get a third party built from the ground up where you're winning seats in Congress uh-huh. before you run have a presidential candidate. It gets very complicated. The and, closest we came to that was Ross Perot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who drew away many conservatives from the Republican Party. And so a lot of people go back to that experience. Right. And say we don't want that. Yeah. In fact, didn't Joe Lieberman up, do that? Uh, did he run Lieberman? I think Lieberman the, did. Uh, Anderson was a John Anderson. Yeah. Uh, in uh, 1980, maybe. Uh, in fact, Oregon may wind up with a Republican governor because there is a strong independent candidate correct running in that state who is drawing away from the Democratic candidate more than the Republican. So anyway, it, it can get very it can get very complex and. Um, uh, I, I hate to see. I, I I like it when conservative candidates win uh, across the Atlantic. Yes, uh, across the pond. Um, we've had uh, conservative candidates uh, win in Canada. Yes, in the past. Yes, uh, but uh, I'll tell you, almost all the countries in the West are split, badly split, and it's very difficult to get anything anything done. It is. Some people think that's a good thing. Yeah. Congress can't get something done. So anyway, they did make it hard. All right. Um, so let's talk about elections. Stacey Abrams was on MSNBC and uh, the host there said, you know, you, you guys keep talking abortion and how. But, you know, what's really top of mind of people is economy and gas prices and everything to which uh, Miss Abrams that I don't have the, the cut. Uh, we've been having some computer problems here, but um, to which Stacey Abrams said, well, I don't. Don't dismiss the two because as people get more and more, having a child is an economic decision, she says. So what basically she's arguing is as the cost of living goes up, we should have more and more abortions. So and and it uh, well, uh, Matt Walsh, who's a commentator um, uh, on my Twitter feed, he's on my Twitter feed and he brought up this. I have a document from Planned Parenthood. Now, this document is from 1969. It's, it's an old document, but it does show the roots, and it's kind of along the same lines. In 1969, they put a document out that says, Proposed Measures to Reduce Fertility by Universally, Universality selection, uh, Selectivity of Impact. So this was over overpopulation they wanted to, to help. So social constraints. They wanted to restrict restructure the family, postpone or avoid marriage, alter the image of the ideal family, compulsory education of children, encourage increased homosexuality. 1969, they were saying this is how we keep keep, keep the population down. Um, this is Planned Parenthood? Planned Parenthood. Economic, um, encourage women to work. Economic deterrence. Modify the tax platform. A substantial marriage tax. Child tax. Tax married more than single. A lot of these things they have accomplished. I've never, I've never heard of this. No, I know. Now, I, I'll say this. Margaret Sanger, uh, the founder of Planned Parenthood, had a lot of these same kind of ideas. Right. That, was, that was decades before this. But 
Go ahead. Uh, reduce that, or eliminate paternity leave. They've kind of switched on that. But um, reduce family allowances, bonuses for delayed marriages, eliminate welfare payments after two children, social control, compulsory abortion of out-of-wedlock pregnancies. They were they were wow. contemplating. Compulsory sterilization of all who have two children except for the few who would be allowed three. Yeah. And fine childbearing to only a limited number of adults. Payments to encourage sterilization. Payments to encourage contraception. Um, abortion and sterilization on demand. These are the things that they were... Uh, this is their roots. This is their DNA. Yeah, well, of course Parker. it is. Uh, Margaret Sanger, uh, she read the Hitler playbook. Yes. She she wanted a a particular type of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was... She, many people believe she was a racist. She wanted to. Uh, oh, she was. Yeah, yeah the reduce. Ed's one which, of those many people. <laughs> which, which I, which I find very amazing because just a few years ago, Hillary Clinton accepted the Margaret Sanger Award. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm surprised that the black community didn't go ballistic over that because it is well known that Margaret Sanger said abortion would help us reduce the black population in this country. Yeah, because she she thought they were well, I think she referred to them as weeds. Yeah. You know, growing and, and she enlisted the help sadly of a lot of black pastors. Yeah. Uh this uh, it goes way back to the uh earlier parts of the last century. This uh this is fascinating. You got this from Matt Walsh? Well, Matt Walsh posted it, but that's from Planned Parenthood. All right. Uh, if, if there's any way we can get that posted on our Facebook page, um, I'm, I'm not I sure. I will we... send it to Adam, and it, it might be after the show at some point, but okay. we will get it up All right, up there. Uh, by the way, uh, with people like uh, we're discussing, the Planned Parenthood uh, kinds of people, um, Stacey Abrams is how this story started. Yeah, the, the reason we're saying this is because they really haven't moved that far. When Stacey Abrams is saying, well, because of the economy, if you're, if, because the economy is – uh, hurting, we should allow people to have more abortions. P- babies are just a financial decision is what it's saying. So what I was going to say is you, you, people are so jaded to the discussion, uh, towards the discussion about abortion. Um, it's hard to get people to think about the baby. So what would be the reaction if instead of what Stacey Abrams said, she said the economy, economic times, so I tell you what, Times are tough. I think everybody should euthanize their dogs <laughs> and their cats because you know what? They're sucking away from the food, the amount of money available to buy food for the family. We need to. We, everyone needs to kill their dogs. You would have such outrage yeah. at that kind of verbiage, mm-hmm. and yet not a peep really, except from people like Matt Walsh. Yeah. Us, we'll talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. When someone as high profile as Stacey Abrams is. She came very close to winning the the governorship of Georgia. She could win it this time around as well. Someone that high profile. I think she was considered as a vice presidential, potential vice presidential candidate for uh, Joe Biden. Someone that high profile says something like this. It's crickets. If she said it about euthanizing dogs... And cats, people would be up in arms. Well, not so much cats. Well, don't, don't forget. <laughs> well, they get my vote. Senator Warnock, the Democrat senator there, too, he doesn't have a problem with abortion at all. Right. He talks about, no, uh, politicians need to stay out of the hospital rooms uh, or something along that line. So um, for the most part, uh, there may be a handful of people uh, in the Democratic Party who call themselves pro-life. 
But I've never understood that, especially now with the Democratic Party as a whole, where they stand. Why stay in that party? If you call right. yourself pro-life, how in the world can you justify staying with that party? The only, the only way you can do it, this is the argument I've heard, is that they will bump that issue down the list <laughs> and say, my first concern is for the poor, it's for the marginalized. That's the only way you can do it, which I, I – listen, you can, you, can, you can have all of those things on the same shelf mm-hmm. being very important, but you can't compromise on – well, just like I said, well, who, who, would, who would applaud if Stacey Abrams said, you know what, our economy is really struggling. We need to just kill the poor people. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about babies are being real people. Yes. All right? Nobody would say anything like that. And nobody would say, well, uh, that's just going to be down the list uh, of things that are important. I'm going to ignore what Stacey Abrams said Mm -hmm. about killing all the poor people because I have these other issues. Nobody would do that. Rightfully so, folks, just in case you're wondering. But when it comes to unborn babies, everyone turns a blind eye. And uh, this here, this is kind of stunning. I got to say, I've read some of uh margaret uh, sanger's stuff it's pretty pretty grim but to see someone in 1969 making these kinds of yeah, margaret was in the 30s 30s i think uh she might have started in the 20s yeah i forget i have actually some copies of old books of hers that she wrote and uh anyway all right something to keep an eye on dateline austin texas uh there's a man named johnny Ebbs. Ebbs who in 2019 beat up his girlfriend. She was pregnant at the time. He beat her up so bad. Her name was LaShonda Lemons. He beat her up so bad, he put her in the hospital, and the baby she was carrying died of blunt force trauma. Well, his case just came up on Monday, and he was basically, he will be now chained to an ankle monitor, but he will serve no prison time. He's convicted, no prison time. For killing what the, state is this? Texas, Austin, Texas. Texas. Well, it's Austin. Austin is a pretty liberal part of Texas, and they. Um, I'm assuming, although I don't have the name of the district attorney, but the Travis County District Attorney uh, prosecuted the case, and I'm betting anything that uh, it's a Soros type prosecutor. So basically, he's got the ankle monitor for domestic violence. Yes, for a few months. Yeah, yeah. for a few months. But oh, he had he, forfeited his guns, but he hasn't yet given them up. All right. So it's a felony. It is a felony, then, if he's forfeiting his guns. I don't know what the laws are like in Austin, but it's a very liberal city. But, he, but the death of the unborn child means nothing. Uh, that's, that's, that's stunning. Yeah. Uh, but that's, wow. That's, that's the uh, not exactly incisive commentary there, but it's just hard, it's hard to believe that you could get someone. It's not, it's not like you're wondering whether to charge the woman for driving without a seatbelt. Okay. We're talking about the man beat the woman. The woman wanted the baby Mm -hmm. and the city is saying, we don't care. It's not, it's not a human being. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, a couple of things I have uh, saved me a couple minutes at the end. I want to do something that's kind of a little bit lighter. All right. We're getting, we're we're getting, let's go with another story. One real quick. Okay. So uh, back in Texas, attorney general of Texas, uh, wants to charge some drag queens. There was a drag show for all ages. You know, these. Right. it was so lewd and vile, we could not p- possibly post anything 
that was there with it. But but there was it was very lewd, and somebody videotaped it and posted it. And now the attorney general of Texas, not Ken Paxton, um, remember his name? It was Ken, Ken Paxton. Pa- Ken yeah, Paxton. Uh, wants to charge wants to charge this. But there's there's a lack of there's a lack of law. Legislators really never anticipated this kind of thing. There is lewd and lascivious conduct in Texas. Children are allowed into bars, but they're not allowed in with adults, but they're not allowed into adult establishments. This wasn't at a adult establishment. So where there, was this? It was at a, it might, I don't know if it's like a, a library it, or something. I don't think it was a library, but it, yeah, a public building like that. So this is, so uh, Fred, this is the kind of complexity that we're running into. And this is exactly what our founding fathers designed the country they designed the country in a certain way with the understanding that religion and morality, uh, George Washington's words in his farewell address, would be the pillars of support for political prosperity. They understood you had to have people restrained by religion and morality so that you don't have to make laws to cover every particular angle. I don't think our founding fathers would have dreamed that parents would take yes. their children to see something like this. This is probably the complexity that the legislature is having to deal with in Texas and elsewhere. What do we do when the parents take their kids exactly. to watch something like this? I know, and and this has been going on. We've been doing stories about parents taking their kids to gay pride parades, right? And the vileness and the horrible openness of sexuality at a gay pride parade, right? Ed, you wrote an article for the Journal several years ago on someone who went back and cataloged the characteristics of a culture that fails. Yes. Uh, I think that's worth posting again, if you can uh, remember I'll, that. I'll try to remember to get that to uh, Adam. Yes, it was It was about decay and cultures that decay. I'm trying to leave a couple yeah. minutes here. for. I, I will see about uh, getting that posted. Uh, but again, the bottom from- line is history has shown when a country allows this kind of thing. Right. This kind of open immorality, uh, that is a, an ingredient that leads to the end of that. It, it is a symptom of a culture in decline, and most of those cultures disappear. Yes. All right, listen All to right. this. Cut 11. Now, you recognize this is a Mozart piece. I did not recognize well, it. Well, the person that's playing this is a five-year-old boy who's so short and little, he can't even reach the pedals. What? Yeah. That's a five-year-old boy? Five-year-old kid. Listen to this. I'm sure his hands can't even reach an octave. I don't even and know And he has this whole thing memorized. All right, so this is obviously a child prodigy. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, give me points for uh, declaring the obvious. Yeah, someone wrote, if he keeps practicing, he may, might be good one day. <laughs> well, this is just one of those things where God gives a, drops a gift into some kid. Right? So, uh, His it, name is Alberto Cartucci uh, Singoliani. Uh, he's Italian. Italian. He's Italian. All right. So there he is. Said Gold <laughs> I'll send this to Adam and have him. Uh, so there's actually video of yeah. him playing. Uh, wow, that's extraordinary. Isn't it? He can't reach the pedals. Well, listen. Early on in my life, no, I'm not even. I'm not even going to bother. I was. I was never. I was never uh, that good in anything. Yeah, but but you played with a hockey stick. 
Oh, yeah, I played street hockey. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, listen, right up a there. little bit of good news, folks. A little five-year-old that uh, is is going to be world famous sometime. So, all right, folks, that's all the time we have for this edition of today's issues. There is more great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. And uh, if you tune in tomorrow during this time, it'll be Trivia Friday. It'll be Tim Wildman, myself, and I think Kendra White will be subbing for JJ, who is on the road. Anyway, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.